What's up everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Color Pink. This is not so much a regular episode, um, but it's an episode nonetheless. I think this is a theme now, we can kind of do away with the concept of a regularly scheduled episode that comes off, like, comes out in the same regular, like, two or three hour time window. I'm sorry, but, like, it's just life is moving a little bit differently now, such that recording this at the same time is becoming increasingly difficult. This episode is about being wrong, and I really don't think you're going, this is going to rub you the wrong way. I know I talk about being wrong quite a lot, and it can be a little bit heavy, but this, this is not. This is like something that's super happy, and I'm really happy to make this episode. Um, let's get started. So, I don't know if this is going to bring you any value. I'll say that right off the bat. Serious people, maybe skip this episode. Maybe hit to the next one over because I I sense that I'm gonna the next one is going to be something which is more serious. Like if you're an OG listener, you know that sometimes I can be very very clinical about the mind and emotions and all that because like I think about things in terms of problems to solve. Sometimes I can be overwhelmingly connected to emotion and in other words emotional and that doesn't always resonate with people. So this is going to be a little bit I don't want to say of an emotional episode because it's still like articulated and like well thought out. It's just that it's going to be a little bit it's going to draw a little bit more heavily on emotion. How about that? Now this it, this this was inspired by a relationship I have which I um I've been talking about recently quite a lot. And it's a relationship I newly made with a platonic friend. And uh the platonic friend is this lady who's I think like three years, two years older than me, and we're f- from the same small town in um in Malaysia and we're platonic friends and we just became platonic friends and what happened with this relationship which is so different is that things move very quickly very like easily and very deeply so a combination of those three things deep fast and easy like we just vibe and we vibe very very quickly it's very uncommon especially for like I, I mean I'm certainly not used to it and you know she's not used to it either because like time works a little bit differently for her like she she needs a little bit of time to ease into things so impulsive relationships like this isn't really her style it's not really on character but for some reason here we are now this relationship inspired this episode like it inspires a lot of things these days because it's the first kind of relationship I've had, which it is the first in a lot of things, right? I I, I don't really know how another and a different way to say it, another way to say it, apart from I love this person, and that can mean a lot of different things depending on who's listening. But what I think about is like when you when you love someone, you tend to sidestep a lot of the rational things that are usually in character so for example for me i'm very highly 
like I have very high standards for people. That's why I almost would rather be lonely than spend time with people who have traits which I believe can negatively influence me. So, for example, with people my age, a lot of people like to, you know, go to parties, have lazy weekends, uh, do all kinds of like shit that I don't see as productive. Now, that's not wrong. I'm just saying that's not what I prefer. That's not how I prefer to spend my life. And so, I deliberately, intentionally don't associate with people like that because. I know that you know you're basically an average of your six the six people you spend the most time with. That there's like a stat like that, and it's true. Like you, you know your company influences you. So I don't want quotation marks influences that I don't want. That doesn't mean they're bad. They're just like influences that I don't want. Like I don't want to be influenced to do that that kind of thing. Well, that's a rational thought of mine, and that's one that I've largely maintained for basically my whole life, or as soon as I formulated it. This relationship with this lady is one where I deliberately sidestep it. In fact, I go directly against it. In fact, I sacrifice a lot of my quotation marks productive time for the sake of doing things which are quotation marks unproductive, just because I get to do them with her and spend time with her and grow a relationship that way. That's very out of character for me, and that's not something I should want. Like I, I wouldn't guess that I want that. And that's very uncommon to me. That sticks out to me. So it's the first relationship like that, where that's what I mean by like the only way I can explain it is I love this lady because um, you don't you don't just sidestep something that's so big to you. Like I mean, we all have things, right? Like we we all like you you could really not be able to talk to someone who doesn't understand sports because sports is a big deal to you. Well, it would be very uncommon then for you to make a close friend who has absolutely no care in sports at all. Well, this is like the equivalent, except it's like a massive mindfuck, a massiver, a bigger mindfuck, because um, it's like something that I've I've never sidestepped this these high standards before. I really am very picky about my friends because I, I like I really care about being a better person, becoming a better person over time, and so you need to nurture the traits around you that you want to mimic. That's like a big it has a big impact. Like your company has a big impact on your actual character development. So to sidestep that is to like commit a transgression against something which is like a very central tenet of my life. And yet here I am doing it willingly all the time. And like disclaimer, when I say like I love this lady and I'm a straight guy, some of you might be thinking, you know, I want to fuck her. But this is like I have. No, there's no other way for me to explain this, but. Like, it's just, we're just platonic friends, and that's it. And it's, in a way, I think more beautiful. Because you're not corrupted by, like, the sexual part of a relationship, because that's not there, and it shouldn't be there, and it's not going to be there. So you get to focus purely on, like, the emotional connection part. So I think it's really beautiful. But that's just a disclaimer, because I know the L word means, like, a very narrow, has a very narrow definition by a lot of our terms these days. That relationship is the backbone of this episode. And I kind of gave away the, the, the main message already. Cherish the times when you're wrong. See, I do this game in my head where I find out what makes people break. Most of the time it's blindingly obvious. There's very few people I can think of where you can't see right through them. Because, you know, you've seen people, if you've seen enough people, you can kind of put them into basic buckets. And... It's easy to categorize people by how they break because you don't really care about 
what their interests are, when it's gonna happen, like with how whether they survive, you just know. Okay, this is gonna happen to this person. It's this kind of failure, and this is how I'm guessing he's going to react to it, or they're gonna react to it. That's very easy because, um, I don't know. Maybe I just read people easily, or I've been around a lot of fucked up people, so I kind of know what these traits look like. For whatever reason, I just do that, and it entertains me sometimes and it's also a big way I evaluate people and um, in my head I obviously knew like or like you know I thought I knew how this lady in this relationship would break and for the most part I've been correct however in spite of that even though like that weakness is not a weakness that I would select in I would rationally select in um, people I spend time with I find myself like excusing a lot of those weaknesses it's like the cheesy way of saying it is you know when people say when you like love someone when you care about someone you love even their flaws it's kind of like that I can't really explain it another way like you enjoy that those flaws are there because you just do and um, that's like a big way that I've been wrong and that's what inspired this episode because you know you think you even you do this like I do this all the time I think about okay this person is gonna feel this way and there we go I'm right this person's gonna feel that way or there we go I'm right and then the next thought implicitly which I don't think is well it's a good thing I didn't like have too many eggs in that basket then because that was that basket quickly caught fire and my eggs would have been gone but with this even though the basket catches fire you're like well like I still want eggs in this basket because you know it's not what I thought it was it's like a different it's not as black and white as weakness and strength there's like a definition a way in which your flaws color like the whole being and become part of um, the person in like a really beautiful way and I think that's that's something I've never seen before that's something I've I guess never was able to see just because I was only looking for black and white strength and weakness I mean when all you have is a hammer everything looks like a nail like there's that saying so that's what I mean like that leads me into the next thing cherish the times when you're wrong because most of the time, these mistakes are not black and white classified. Oh, I did this well and I did this not so well. They all play a part in the whole narrative. They, the mistakes are just as important, if not actually more important, than the successes. And I'll give you like a, I mean, one of the most perfect examples of this. About six months ago, I returned to Germany from a vacation in Canada. Now, at the time, I was living and working in Germany, starting my first job. So I had lived there for like two and a half months, worked there, and I took a vacation to Canada after two and a half months living in Germany and working in Germany, and I tried to come back to Germany. Turns out I had some paperwork issues, so I couldn't re-enter the country. Now, that drove me back to the only place on earth, other place on earth, which I can be, which is Malaysia, because I'm a Malaysian citizen. I've been, you know, trying to get the visa done for like I think it's been six months now 
And so I've been in Malaysia for six months. Now, for the first three months that I got basically turned away and I couldn't go home because that's where I, that's where home was, like Germany. I was miserable because I was like, well, this sucks. This was like a setback. But that setback was the only reason I grew this relationship. Like with this lady that I'm talking, I was talking about in the beginning. Because if I weren't here, like we wouldn't be able to hang out. We wouldn't be able to like have all the conversations we had in person, do all the cool things we've done. So in a way, the fact that I got turned away from, um, from the Germany, from Germany, kind of like denied entry, which is like a pretty big deal in immigration terms, if you think about it, because, you know, you're basically trying to be an illegal worker in terms of as far as the law is concerned. When you get turned away for that, that's a pretty shitty thing to do, especially when you live there and you don't expect that to happen, right? It's a pretty sh- shitty thing to happen to you, but that shitty thing was single-handedly responsible almost for this absolutely beautiful relationship that I would trade a lot of valuable things for. That's big. That's a pretty big fucking deal. When it, when I think about it, like I I, I when I realize that when I, when that sinks in, I wonder what other humongous mistakes am I making now which is going to be responsible for absolutely beautiful like things that happen after them. For instance, if you if you denied me from the border like six months ago and told me, okay, I guess you got to go back to Malaysia. I know you don't want to do it, but suck a cop. But, you know, when you're there, you're going to meet this like amazing person. I would have told you, you know what, get fucked. Like, I want to get into the country so I can go home, right? Play my guitar, use my longboard. Like, that's where I live. That's my home. Like, let me go back home. Even if you had told me, you know, this beautiful thing is going to happen, that beautiful thing is going to happen. I don't know if... I can't confidently say that I would choose to make the mistake, even knowing what would happen. That's how fucked up it is. Like, that's how little we anticipate good things happening from bad things. That's how little we anticipate. That's how little confidence we have that mistakes have actually have long-term value. Like, who who the fuck would want to do that? Who want, who wants to get denied from denied entry? You have a black mark on your passport. Literally, I'm not shitting you. On my passport, it says I was denied entry. That's going to cause some problems. When I try to re-enter, even with legitimate paperwork, they're going to ask me every time, why were you denied entry? And I have to explain to them, because this happened, this happened, and it's a whole bureaucratic mess. It's not a nice thing to happen. And yet, like, it was responsible for such a beautiful thing. In the big scheme of things, it's like a tiny mistake. It's a tiny price to pay. If there's any price at all, fuck. And yet, like, I can't look back and say, if I, even I, if I had known the outcome, I would confidently make the mistake over just choosing to not make the mistake, if I could. That's wild. Like, it's wild how we sabotage ourselves. We sabotage ourselves by, like, eliminating all these mistakes, all these failures, because we think, okay, we shouldn't fail. But in the process, we're actually eliminating all the beautiful things which could sprout from those failures or mistakes. It's amazing when you think about it. And it's, it crushes my soul a little bit. I don't think I've, whoa, I've never, I don't think I've spilled that on the podcast before. Crushes my soul. It crushes my soul, really, to think all the beautiful things I'm denying by just avoiding mistakes. Really does. Like, there's so many things. I mean, obviously, there's an infinite number of ways you could fuck up. But I wonder, what am I not fucking up on now? And because of that, I'm passing on a lot of future upside. That's a big reason I make decisions so quickly. Because whether it turns out to be a good decision or a bad decision, it turns out to be a good decision, great. 
if it turns out to be a bad decision and I end up it's end up being a mistake, possibly even better because those mistakes end up being responsible for beautiful things down the line. This this is a very different thought, a very different way to look at mistakes. I've lived it a few a couple of times, a couple of big times. I'm starting to think of it. It's still hard to live with. It's still hard to like understand and like comprehend. Still hard to make these decisions. But it is something which um it's a very it's a very productive like it's a good way to think about this stuff. It's a good way to frame mistakes in your head. How about that? Like I mean you could live your entire life having mistakes just being mistakes and they don't end up doing anything good. Even though that's very unlikely. Let's just say that happens, right? All your mistakes end up being just plain mistakes. It, nothing good ever comes out of them. Well, you'll still have a much better time going through those mistakes thinking like this rather than thinking, "Oh, it's a mistake. It's going to be bad." Like instead of that, think, "Well, this is a mistake. What future upside is this going to create?" Like that that's a v- much happier state of mind to be in as you survive all those mistakes than the alternative. Wow. I'm quite impressed with this episode. I don't think I've had this kind of clarity in an episode for a while. So, serious people, you if you stayed this far, I'm quite satisfied actually you know it's not it's not that bad of an episode to be honest like i i walked the talk and i'm gonna i'm gonna end it on this note i just said i'm not really that faced with um making impulsive decisions because whether it's a good thing or a bad thing i know that i'm covered if it's a good thing good you know it happened the way i wanted it to i got the benefits that i want to and if it doesn't end up being a good decision i'm like Okay, this is a mistake is going to create some future upside and I've seen it before. So I that's cemented in my head. Well, I recently quit my job in Germany because I want to invest in the relationships that I have here. I've said this in a few episodes ago, you guys know this. But because of that, I obviously still have stuff in Germany because I literally like was denied entry from going home and I live there so obviously I still have stuff I have a guitar I have a longboard I have a suitcase full of shit I need to go get that shit cuz no one's going to get it for me right in a few hours I'm going to be going back to Germany to for the first time in like 6ish months 7 months it is now to get my shit I'm going to be there for like I'm going to literally have I think 25 hours on the ground in Germany and then I'm coming back that trip this trip not that trip this trip it's happening in a few hours i have to leave for the airport blows my fucking like i'm terrified absolutely terrified because i have so much to lose i have so much like what if the moment wheels up and i lose wifi and i'm on a 13 hour plane ride in a flying coffin from malaysia to germany like this lady that i'm talking about in the beginning just gets hit by a bus what if my sister dies what if like my other sister you know kills herself like there's so many things that i could lose and not have a chance to be here for i i mean it makes me painful even the things that haven't happened you know like what if tomorrow night like my sister is just having a really shit day and all that she wants is to go out with me for nachos and just talk about her life and cry a little bit i can't be here because I'll be in a different country that is the biggest like 
if that happens, that would, I would count that as a mistake because I failed. I failed to be there for people when I want to. Even though it's a conscious decision and I legitimately did everything in my power to avoid um, avoid that happening. You know, I did this on a weekday. I booked this super last minute, paid the price for it. Fuck. Because like this was an opening of a few days where nothing much is going on anyway. People are busy. So I thought, okay, it's a good chance to slip out because people don't need me right now anyway. Like I did everything in my power to make sure that doesn't happen, that people don't like need me while I'm gone and I can't be there for once. But it's still a possibility. And if that happens, I'm going to be very upset. I'm going to be very, very upset because this is what I, this is where I belong. I belong with people I care about there when they want me to be there. That's my purpose. That's my calling. I, like OG listeners, you know, I say this all the time. What matters the most to me is relationships. This is what I mean. Like it's my, it's the only, I optimize everything for this. Make it that way. Like this is my purpose as a person. It doesn't have to be yours. I'm not saying it's good purpose. I'm just saying it's mine. And like, you know, failing to do that would be a very big oof, a very big blow, a very big oof, as the kids say it these days. Big, big oof, sad boy hours. Well, even if that happened, I would, I would be, it would be much easier. I'm not saying it would be easy, but it would be much easier for me to think, okay, this sucks dicks. What is this going to, what future upside is this going to create? Maybe if I miss one, when I get back here, I'm going to be even more stringent about optimizing my schedule so that I pick up all these things. Maybe I'm going to do something else, which means I have even better freedom to be there for people when when they want to. And that is ultimately going to create a lot of um, good shit in the future because I made that one change, which was caused by the one mistake of me not being there one time. There's so many things that could happen. And I'm not saying I would do that, because I'm not confident that I would be that strong in such a situation because it would really upset me. But I'm saying, like, I just mentioned that because that is an example scenario that I just want to play by you just to see, you know, how this brings itself full circle. Um, yeah, this is where I leave off this episode. I said this was not going to be heavy, but I don't know. Was that heavy? It's heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. Fuck. I'm sorry. I lied to you people. But um, we talked about love. We talked about, um, you know, fears. We talked about failure. It's a good fucking episode. It's a classic episode of this shit. This is probably my favorite episode that I've made in at least the last month, uh, which is which is nice. I haven't I haven't made an episode which is like I felt okay. That was solid for a while. So this is good. This is good. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode of the Color Pink. If you're listening on Apple Podcast app. Do leave us a rating. Helps this podcast grow. Really does. Make it five stars. Otherwise, suck a cock. Any other platform, um, follow or subscribe to get notified when this episode, like when we post new episodes. It's every day, pretty much. With some exceptions. Like I go 36 hours without posting some shit just because time zone differences. Um, But for the most part, it's daily podcast. It's a daily podcast. One every day. One for every day. And uh, so you, you can just tune in like every day there's going to be an episode like this is like a very big part of my schedule it doesn't get compromised very often i don't think it has been compromised for the past few months actually i don't think i've missed a single like some days i do two for like one the day before and one for that day but i don't think we've ever missed a day like in the past few months 
which is a pretty big feat because doing this shit every day let me tell you it's not easy i love doing this but it's not easy to come up with this shit to talk about you know no script real shit real emotions 30 minutes me alone solo podcast it's not easy every single day uh and that's not even mentioning, you know, the marketing, writing the copy and shit for this podcast. It's a lot of work. And this isn't even my job. Like, it's not even the one that pays the bills right now. I do other shit, other shit you know, posting on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, uh, running a business, doing my regular day job. Fuck. This is a big part in, like, a very complex running wheel. But all that said, like, I really do care about this a lot. So, you know, all that to say, daily episodes, people. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And the next episode you will hear is will be the one recorded when I will be in Munich, Germany, for the first time in a while. Uh, hopefully, I'll be reunited with a lot of happy memories. I've been waiting to see my longboard for a while. My guitar is actually a family heirloom, heirloom so it's a very big deal to me. Uh, to be reunited with those even though I can't play for shit or skate for shit just to have them so that I can bring them home with me to Malaysia that's gonna warm my heart a little bit so hopefully that'll be me when I talk to you next if not if you don't ever hear another episode again it's because I died in a plane crash I'm sorry Um, yeah I mean I don't think that's in my control so (laughs) whatever let's not think about it I, can you tell I don't like traveling? I really it makes me really on edge because I don't like leaving the people I care about. It just I just really don't. Uh, I mean, even if they all came with me, no, actually, if they all came, if every single person I cared about, like I was worried about, when I gone now came with me, I think that would be a good fucking deal. <laughs> Except that's not gonna happen. So um, they all have their own lives. So whatever. There's no point in thinking about it. Anyway. Uh, sorry to rub off my traveler anxiety on you. This was a sweet episode with Color Pink. It's been a slice. Thank you for tuning in. I'll talk to you in the next one. Peace out, bitches.